You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. By the way, you want to be free from a hidden sin, then let other brothers and sisters know that it's been hidden and then meet with them on some kind of regular basis and, and, and let them know, I don't want this hidden anymore. As a matter of fact, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it in my life anymore. But see, some people don't, they won't do that. Why? You want to have your cake and eat it too. You don't, you really don't want to be free of the sin. If it's pornography, you don't want to be free of it. If you're going to keep it hidden. But if you really want to be free of it, then tell some of the brothers that love the Lord. The Bible instructs us all throughout its pages that we're to be regularly in fellowship with one another as believers. Not only is this good for the building up of our faith, but it also makes us accountable when it comes to sharing the burden of our struggles with each other. In today's message, Pastor Danny will teach you how to better overcome your struggles as a follower of Christ. In his study, you'll learn that one of the best ways of dealing with sin is by confessing it before one another. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 as he continues his message, Divine Discipline Communion. Hebrews chapter 12, the context comes right after chapter 11. That should be obvious, but what's chapter 11? It's a, it's a list of many named saints who have gone ahead of us and have already finished the race. This interesting one that stands out to me is Samson. Samson, and you could name others too that made some terrible mistakes. David is mentioned, certainly a great saint. He's with the Lord. But people like Samson, people like David, they made terrible mistakes and brought on things in their lives from the Lord that really shouldn't have happened, didn't have to happen. David and his adulterous affair with Bathsheba and the the plot you know, afterwards and having her husband Uriah the Hittite murdered and and then, and God said, now the sword will never depart from your house. And that's what happened. And it didn't have to happen, except, he, you know, he, he got off track. Samson, over a period of 20 years, he gave in to the lust of his eyes. He gave in to his own pride. He gave in to the lust of the flesh. And um, for years and years and years, he did this. One of Samson's biggest problems was he was a loner. If you study his life, and I've studied his life carefully, I've taught on his life many times in men's conferences. And one of the things you mark about Samson's life is he was a loner, very independent. And that's when you get in real trouble. And one of the best things you can have is accountability. By the way, you want to be free from a hidden sin? Then let other brothers and sisters know that it's been hidden. And then meet with them on some kind of regular basis and, and, and let them know, I don't want this hidden anymore. As a matter of fact, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it in my life anymore. But see, some people, don't, they won't do that. Why? You want to have your cake and eat it too. You, don't, you really don't want to be free of the sin. If it's pornography, you don't want to be free of it if you're going to keep it hidden. But if you really want to be free of it, then tell some of the brothers that love the Lord. And tell them you want to be free of it. And give them access to your computer. And have somebody that can be with you and know you, you're not going to go on that site anymore. You don't want to do that. Why? Because you don't want to be free of it. You don't want to be free. But if you want to be free, and you have these 
that have gone on before us, and, and yet some of them made terrible mistakes. Thank God David repented. Thank God Samson finally at the end of his life, and he was still a young man, but he, he, you know, if you know the story, he calls out to the Lord one last time, and, and God empowers him one last time, but it took his life. And the temple of Dagon that they have making fun of him there, you know, all the Philistines have got him, and he's captive to the enemy. They said, oh, Lord, one more time, and he, he slew more in his death than he did in his life. You really want to be used by the Lord. You really want the blessing of God. You really want the power of God in your life. You, you, then give up your life. Don't keep holding on. The writer, in light of Hebrews 11, these that have gone on before us, and some great men and women of the faith, some named, some not named. You know, the others that were tortured refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection, faced jeers and flogging. Still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. I mean, some received miracles, and some, the miracle was that they were given grace and mercy and strength to be faithful unto death. These were all commended for their faith. And then chapter 12 opens this way, therefore, therefore. In light of that backdrop, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Then the rest of the chapter talks about discipline, discipline. Interesting, 1 Corinthians 11 talked about discipline, but that was a discipline that was a woodshed kind of a discipline. That's what you're taking of the Lord's table in an unworthy manner. You're not recognizing the body and the blood of the Lord. Your life is not changed. You haven't really submitted. And so you're in a woodshed. And that's a discipline that's a loving discipline, but it's a real discipline. And sometimes we don't even stop and think about it. Wait a minute. I haven't even considered that maybe the thing that I'm that the thing that I need to get right with God, that I haven't gotten right with God, and this physical issue I'm having, I haven't even made the connection there. Maybe I'd be healed if I get right with the Lord. Maybe this thing of I'm always weak, I just never seem to, you know, just, I mean, I'm missing days at work. And, and maybe you've never made the connection that what I read in 1 Corinthians 11, maybe, maybe it's the Lord. And it's the loving hand of the Lord saying, don't you realize it's my hand on you? Trying to get you to wake up, smell the spiritual coffee, and repent, and get your life right, and get back on track. But as I thought about discipline, you know, I came up with biblically three reasons for discipline from the Scriptures. One is because of our mistakes, and that's 1 Corinthians 11. And what a loving God, what a loving God that he doesn't let us get away with anything. And he goes on in Hebrews 12, and he says, hey, if you're not disciplined and everybody undergoes discipline, then you're illegitimate children. And if you can get away with it, then maybe you've never been born again. Well, if you can get away with it, you've never been born again. Because if you've been born again, you really have a relationship with Christ. (laughs) Guess what? You can't get away with it. You can't get away with it. You just can't get away with it. He's going to take you to the woodshed because he loves you. He loves us. He loves me. 
I'm not going to let you get away with it. Is there something in my life that I need to get right? And maybe, maybe the difficulties I'm having is actually the hand of the Lord disciplining me so that I might get right, that I might repent. Last but not least, two things mentioned in the text in Hebrews. Throw off everything that hinders. One translation is, and it's literally the word for weight, every weight, every weight. Now, some weights aren't sin and of themselves, they become sin because they hold us back. You know, is it wrong to watch television? I don't think so. But if, if, if you watch too much television, then that becomes a sin. That's holding you back from being the disciplined person God wants us to be. Is eating food sin? Of course not. But is eating too much food, eating too much food, and maybe there's a disciplinary issue you need to deal with in your life. You know, is sleeping sin? Oh, God forbid. These are crazy illustrations, aren't they? But of course not. But if you, if you can't discipline yourself to get up, get up early enough to spend time with the Lord, then there's a problem there, isn't there? There's a problem. And you have things like Jesus in the church at Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2. You've left your first love. You've left your first love. Then you have Laodicea. Laodicea. It's interesting, not one specific sin is mentioned. The church of Laodicea, not one specific sin. What's, what, is, what is the issue there? You're lukewarm. And what does he say? You need to repent. So if you're just lukewarm, then that becomes the issue. I'm not fully committed. It's not that I'm cold, not that I don't love God, not that I don't love Jesus, not that I'm out here doing something awful. No, no, I may be still going through the, all the religious stuff. I'm at church, you know, and I'm not really involved in any really clear habitual sin, but it's just that you're not on fire anymore. Your zeal is not there like it used to be. You're not really 100% for the Lord. That's why it's so wonderful, wonderful, wonderful that the Lord has instituted communion. Because it's a time where we pause and hopefully examine ourselves. What is it that what is it that I could do? What decision could I make? What's the weight that's holding me back? And the second thing, not just the weight, the thing, throw off everything that hinders, but the sin, and it's interesting the way it says it, listen to this, the sin that so easily entangles. The book of Hebrews encourages its readers to discontinue their reliance on the law, the old way of living. Jesus came to fulfill not only the prophecies of a Savior, but also the law itself. He perfectly lived out every word of it, never wavering, and always showing love and kindness. Jesus then became the sacrificial lamb, the one who would die in your place, so you wouldn't need to face the punishment your sins deserve. His blood paid the price. All you need to do is accept it. Are you ready to take this step of faith? Jesus is ready and waiting for you to step away from your old life with loving arms wide open. If you're making a decision for your Savior today, please let us know. We want to pray for you and be available to answer any questions you might have. Please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. 
That's info at ccfstpete.church. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Living Word. If you live in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you too. Come by Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. to worship the Lord and learn from His Word with us. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find more information and directions at ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, you can still be a part of our virtual congregation. Join our live stream at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for more from this study in the book of Hebrews right here on The Living Word. 